0: you don't need to feel like tech is overwhelming you you can do this yourself you don't need to hire somebody if you're not using pretty dash there's plenty of other web builder platforms that have many tutorials online that can help you build it and you don't need to overcomplicate it you don't need to have this crazy intricate website that nobody else has, because most of the time it's on mobile, you can't really tell that it's a different website anyway, and just put your information in there and move on. But as long as the information is there, it's going to help you way more than it wouldn't. If 10% more people come to you because of your website, you're making more money.
1: Always ask why? Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Today, we have Steven Strasullo on our show. Who is Steven? Well, he is a web guy fact you might have seen him around or known him because he actually works with Ali at lash anarchist and before that he was known as the borby boy and that's going back a little bit of ways but anyhow now he's back and he's here to serve not just the lash community but the greater beauty community with really a, a way to give you a website that's very simple and clean and efficient and actually pretty low cost too And so we're excited to have him come on and talk about that and also just talk about generally tips and information you need to know about what you need to have on your website, how it should be built, mistakes that are done, and things you can do better. So get your notepads out and you can take some notes on what you can be doing to improve your website. And then you can go check out his service and you're going to get a discount code. The discount code is guess what? It's our name. Lashcast, And the name of the service is called Co. All the link, show notes, you'll see the links to that. Pretty Co. And you're going to be able to basically get 20% off whatever service you decide to do. So if you buy it month to month, yearly, whatever it is, and it's for life. It's not just a short one week or two months or one year discount code. This is a permanent discount code. Stephen's extremely generous and we love that about him i will love a lot about him but that's been very kind and something that'll help you guys to get your website up and going in a very quick and simple way and another thing we're gonna have him at lashcon and he's gonna be teaching a workshop there where you can sit down and you can actually build your website on site at lashcon so if you don't want to do it now or maybe just listen to this podcast like maybe september sign up for lashcon and you can come for the lash lab you have to pay for that and you will walk out of that classroom with a website pretty cool it's a three-hour class and you'll have a website when you're done so if you can't do it today you can wait for October and get it done then okay guys before we get into the actual interview let's first start with some announcements it's time
2: for announcements
1: All right, what do we have going on? Well, first off, we have Tusney's last retention course, which we're super excited about. We have three dates with a fourth one coming soon. We're going to be in Vegas, March 18th through the 19th in Las Vegas. We'll be in New York on May 6th through the 7th. And next, after that, we'll be in Texas, Austin, Texas, June 17th, 18th. This is Tusney's four-week retention course. If you're getting only two, three weeks of retention or worse – you want to take this class, it will change the way you approach lashing. And we're going to teach you some really unique ways to approach styling and really free you up for all the fears about the restrictions and the things you're afraid that could happen if you could damage the lashes. Testing, I'll walk you through all that, and you're going to have a, a much better lash artist, be able to charge higher prices, and have your clients go further between appointments and make more money, right? That's the goal here, right? To improve your skills and grow it so you can make more money. Next, we're going to be speaking a mini lash. We're calling it at the premiere show in Anaheim, April 2nd through the 3rd. It's a two day, basically mini conference in the midst of a big giant trade show at the premiere Anaheim trade show. We have Allie Lilly, Kim James, Tusney, Ruthie Bell, and Tress Larson all speaking about all different aspects. And what's so cool, guys, you pay $65 to get into the um, trade show and these classes are free. All right. You're going to learn about retention, lash lifting, all sorts of great stuff content and stuff that you can take and go home and improve your skills and it's included two full days of classes guys so go sign up today for the premiere show especially if you're on the west coast it's a quick you know drive or a quick you know one hour flight come in sit down you get to hang out with us and take some great classes from big influencers in our industry. What else we have coming on? We're going to be at Lash Fest in London on March 25th, 26th. We'll be at the Lash Post Summit April 22nd through the 23rd. And we also will be at Premier Orlando June 3rd through the 5th. And we have our IBS party coming soon. And I Well, it's going to be IBS in Las Vegas on June 25th. So those are all things coming up. You don't want to miss them. So you can go to the show notes and links. A lot of that stuff is already there. So you can buy your tickets or like the IBS show we're not selling tickets for that but we will after we launch lashcon and that's the last thing lashcon tickets as of now still the goal is by the end of march to have those up and ready once we know exactly the date we will let you know okay that's all i have for announcements now let's sit down with steven and talk all things websites
2: smart cookies we are so excited to bring a special guest to you today we are in the lash cast studio we are talking with steven strisulo hey steven
0: hey guys how's well, it going it's
2: going
1: good welcome to the show excited to have you I, it's hard to believe it's taken us we've been doing this for five years and i think we've known you almost for five years so it's very sad to took us that long i apologize but <laughs> okay. you're so
2: special i'm so glad to have you on the podcast yeah. A lot of our listeners may know you. You're formerly the Borby boy, right?
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Stephen Beauty also. Stephen Beauty.
2: <laughs> and also, Stephen was our stage manager for LashCon 22. Right. You were the so fiercest so stage manager ever. Yeah. Loved it. He was
1: uh, <laughs> backstage with lost Style. A lot more style than me, for sure. And my first memory of you was actually you came to our very first LashCast Elevate. And you were in the audience. It was at jasmine's um chic city uh, or chic chic it's chic,
2: sin it's chic city, uh, yeah, chic sin chic sin city. that's city. it that's,
1: there's more to it not just chic chic city and you were in the the, the, the our little audience there. and i'll never
2: forget your outfit yes you were, oh, you were dressed to the nines you were wearing a pink outfit and it was totally designer and you had this amazing pink hat And you just looked amazing. Everyone just wanted to hang out with you because you're so cool. Yes. So here you are bringing your coolness to a new project, which I'm super excited to share with our listeners because I know that it's going to help you.
1: Well, help our audience. Help our audience. Not help Stephen. Well, I help Stephen too.
2: Help yourself, (laughs) Stephen.
1: Yes. So yeah, we're really excited. And Stephen reached out to me recently. It has this crazy thing that he's doing. In fact, I'll just say right now, we're going to have him come and do this at LashCon, where he's going to be helping people build a website during a class. You're going to have a three-hour session with Steven, and during, you're going to walk out with a website when you're done.
2: Amazing. Yes.
1: So may you tell us a little bit about what this is, and then we're going to get into more details later, but you just give a quick Preview, and then we want to talk about web stuff and and so forth. Then we'll come back at the end and have you share all the details so people can maybe start looking to it now.
0: Yeah. So, first of all, thank you guys for having me on here. It's so exciting because you were the first Lash podcast I ever listened to. And then, like you said, I went to your Elevate. Like, I was like, I have to come to this class, I have to meet them. And then ever since then, we've just had a, like a continued relationship throughout this industry, which has been super fun. So thank you for having me. Of course. The thing I'm releasing right now is essentially a web builder for the beauty industry. It's called Pretty Dashboard, and it's just a place where you can build your website and there's a lot of other features you can do. And we can talk about that later, Yeah. but I just yeah. really wanted to make it easy for the lash artists, but also content creators and every kind of beauty creator to be able to build their website really easily and not stress about it anymore. That's great. Essentially. Oh
1: goodness. Because most lash artists still don't have a website. I recently, I forget where it was where we asked, maybe it was a lash con or someone asked who here has built a website and less than half the audience said they have a website currently. So it's it's a big pain point for last artists, right?
0: Yes, it's a big pain point. It's one of my points is to get help them ditch their booking app and have a website. It doesn't need to be anything crazy and intricate which is what a lot of people think it needs to be. It's just something for them to showcase their work and really put themselves out there more than just a booking app, because a booking app doesn't have all the features that you would need to really showcase who you are.
1: Exactly. I mean, basically all booking app has is a list of services and pricing and a calendar and maybe some reviews, right? There's nothing else on there that you can utilize to really create a name for yourself.
0: Exactly. And a lot of the booking apps are getting better with that. But there's still a lot of things that you should have that they don't have. Mm -hmm. And you can always integrate your scheduling apps into websites. So I think people forget that most of the scheduling apps have the embed code that you can put on your web platform, no matter what web platform you're using. So Mm -hmm. you never have to send anyone to that booking app again you could send them to your website and they'll just book right there
2: see that was my next question if you had to ditch your booking app i mean i know you said you wanted people to but then i thought for some people who are super dependent on that and that might send panic in them to think oh i have to ditch that and start all over again but you're saying you can actually embed it you don't have to uh, lose it. what does that
1: mean i guess someone might want to know what does embedding mean
0: It just means putting the booking app itself, like the look of it and where they can book everything onto a website page. So most scheduling apps will give you a code called an embed code that you can copy and paste into a... Spot, whatever platform you're using, usually they'll have some sort of like widget that is like a code widget that you would put that code into, and then it'll show up on your website page itself. So instead of having to go to the booking app, they can just go to that page on your website, and the booking app will be on that page.
2: Okay. So technically, they don't have to ditch it. It's just when they have their own website, it's an extra... It's an extra validation that you're a legit businesswoman. Yeah.
1: I want to talk about websites and what's best practices so we can help people out there who either currently have a website or at least are thinking about getting one and we can give them some guidance and direction. But before that, maybe we just real quickly give them a little background. We did share about our memories of working with you and all that, but maybe you want to give people a little background, like, are you in the beauty industry? What are you doing? Why did you get into websites and all that type of stuff?
0: So I've been in the beauty industry since 2011. That's when I first went to school, and I've been a hairdresser that whole time until more recently in 2021. Ali from Lash Anarchist asked me to come work for her so i started with her in 2022 and ended my hair career wow. which was pretty exciting and scary okay. and all the things but <laughs> all the feels. um i've been building websites my entire life my first website i built when i was 12 years old wow. it was a fan page about hillary duff because i was obsessed with her
1: <laughs> yes that's what we need more hillary duff
2: fan pages so you were a total smart, so smarty I'm, pants I'm...
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> So I've just always been into it. And I've built websites here and there for people. But Ali really started pushing me to do that more. And she started telling people that I did that. So I've been building websites for people on the side the last year. But then i had always had this vision of creating some sort of online platform and it kind of started with maybe it'll be like a course platform for the beauty industry but then i just as i was building people's websites and i realized that not everyone needed a course and a lot of them had frustrations with either having to hire a web designer or they didn't know what to do with the web platforms that are out there right now and so I just really wanted to build something that was my own, that could really cater to a lot of different kinds of beauty businesses and take away those frustrations. So that's kind of how I got into all of that. <laughs>
1: cool. And did, well, for you, I guess this means you're really smart. <laughs> I think it's really smart. No, I think it's impressive because being able to do stuff yourself, a lot of people wish to, but they're scared. They're going to do something bad. They're going to break the internet. They're going to break their website or whatever. So obviously you're solving this problem by creating a very easy, it sounds like to do, is it a template based thing or is it something where they'll be able to really make whatever they want as long as they have the ideas, I guess.
0: So yeah, there are templates that are catered to every type of beauty business to make it easy if you want. But I really did want it to be like a choose your own adventure kind of web builder where you're not like pigeonholed to that template. You can literally scrap it all and completely change everything and make everything from scratch. And I wanted people to be able to do whatever they wanted.
2: Well, what seems really cool about this is that you're not saying you're not going to somebody and say, build a website for me. These are my ideas. These are what I want. These are the fonts that I want and then show me what you've come up with, this is something like a guided do-it-yourself. You're the instructor, and you're going to say, these are the things that you choose. And you're the one that's, the artist is the one that's putting it together. I don't know of any other program out there like that, specifically made for beauty artists. Oh, not
1: for beauty. No, definitely not. That's very unique. And that's exciting. And let's get into the details on that in a little bit. But first, let's talk about, web stuff that we can give some people, some tips and ideas and what they should be doing with a web page. And I think first thing, cause some people might be sitting here listening going, well, I don't really need a website. I got my booking site, my Instagram, I got my social media going. Do I really need a website? I mean, what would you tell to that person who thinks they don't need one?
0: Well, I would first say your website is basically your online business card. That's just eliminates one thing. You don't need to print business cards. You can literally just be like, go to stevenslashsite.com. All my information is there. It's kind of a place where you can put everything about you. You can put all of your different services you offer. You can put everything in one place. Whereas if you just have a social media, some, first of all, some people don't like social media. Some people don't have a social media. And when you just have a bunch of pictures of just, lashes all over social media. They're not really getting the full picture. And I feel like the website really is the full picture of who you are, your business, your mission and vision and all that kind of stuff. So it's more professional. It's like I said, your online business card.
1: No, I do like that because it's true about the, um, now today, cause people just don't carry business cards anymore. So be able to give someone just a link or like from your phone or email or text say, Hey, you'll go follow me. I think that's a really, really great idea. Well, when
2: I'm looking for a new business, I frequently will use Yelp and I go to Yelp. I look at the reviews, but I also go to the person's website. And if they don't have a website, it's just like, you haven't made that next step yet. I mean, you may be doing fine, but it just puts a seed of doubt in your mind that maybe this isn't a legit place.
1: Yeah. Um, also I know another one too, is you don't own your social media. If, Instagram or right now, right? I'm um, TikTok. There's talks about TikTok being banned, like from the United States, right? The government might step in and say no more TikTok, and all of a sudden, if that's your number one way of drawing in clients, you just lost your number one tool, and you have nothing to fall back on. At least a website, for the most part, unless the domain company or the company that you build it through falls apart or something like that, you, you might be in trouble. But you still you own the assets on your website. You're not renting it from anyone else.
0: Exactly. I loved how you put that. It's it's a way to really also just create trust with somebody. Like you said, Tustany, like if you find a business on Yelp, and then they don't have a website, you're like, uh, I don't know what they look like. I don't know what their place looks like. A lot of people need more. Some people will be fine with just going on Instagram and paying in cash and texting for an appointment. But then there's going to be some clients that want to see something professional and they need more and they need trust and Absolutely. they need validation that you know what you're
2: doing. Yeah, like, are you really legit? <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, mm-hmm. just think of it this way: if you were looking, like, we love to go out and eat. That's one of our favorite things. Especially if we're traveling, we like to see the local restaurants and see try the food out. I can't imagine going to a restaurant that didn't have a a, a, have a, website. a website. you can't if check I the just menu. Went you... online and and I saw like I don't know. a Disney Shake Shack? And and I look and I actually <laughs> look it up. Or someone says, "Oh yeah, when you get to New Orleans, make sure you go to this place." I'm like, "Okay, sure." First thing I do is go online and look at their website, look at their menu, make sure like it's food. I would like if they're like, no, just trust us. We're great. You'll find out when you find us, you're going to lose a lot of traffic from that. And I just think the same is true. I think a lot of people like you guys were saying, it's validating that you're real, you're legit. You're a serious business owner. And they're not going to come if you don't have a website. So you're going to lose a lot of traffic that way. I mean, I you
2: might be doing well. You might be doing just fine. But yeah. it's just that next step of being a business person yeah. and doing the best that you can for your business.
1: Especially if you want to grow, right, and have a team and have a salon. I don't know of any salons that don't have any presence on the on the web. Solo, yes. But once you're a salon, if you're going to say, now, nah, just keep doing it by word of mouth, that just seems like a really slow way to grow your business. So. Let's get into actually web stuff, like, you know, some of ideas, because obviously you've thought a lot about web. You've been designing websites since you're 12, so you've probably tried a lot of things that worked, some things that didn't work. What are some things you see Lash Artists doing with their websites right now when you look at websites? now the ones that actually do believe in having them, and you're looking at their websites and go, no, guys, you're just totally missing the boat.
0: Yeah, some mistakes that I see is one of the biggest one is there isn't any pictures of them. Oh Yeah. You know, it's great. They might have a portfolio, they might have an about section, but there's no pictures of them and there's nothing for the client to connect with them. I because doing hair, I built my whole business off of word of mouth. So I didn't really use a website for my hair. But once I started doing lashes, I built a website immediately because I didn't have a presence in that world but when i did hair i didn't really have a website and there would be times that i would get new clients come in and they'd be like uh are you steven they wouldn't even know what you looked like another one is they don't make their website mobile friendly so it might look great on the desktop and it looks gorgeous but then when you go to on mobile Pictures might be cut off, text might be too big, and it kind of looks wonky. And that's a huge mistake because if you look at any of your stats on your websites or mm-hmm. anything that you have in your analytics, it will be like 80% or more are mm-hmm. looking at it on their mobile. So you really need to like focus more at this point in 2023 on mobile more than how cute your desktop website is because at the end of the day, they're going there for information. A lot of people think it needs to be this hugely aesthetic thing. But when you're only looking on mobile, it's really hard to make it really as aesthetic as you would on a desktop. So it's kind of like, don't even worry about that anymore. You know, just make sure that the mobile is where you where it needs to be and it looks right.
1: Yeah, I think with the mobile, it's interesting you brought that up because I know that for us now with LashCon, even in the last five years, because I can see where people are buying. I think it was like 50 60% of the people were buying on their phone. This last year, it was like 90% of the people bought tickets from their phone. Like almost no one was going to their laptop or computer and buying tickets. And, and even further back when we had a salon, back, way back in the day, like 10, you know, I remember the early days, 2010, 2012, almost 95% of people were on the uh, were on computer. And then by the time we closed in 2019, it was like we were getting probably only 10 20% of our traffic from websites. So you're right. Everyone's using their phone now. So if you're not optimized for the cell phone, you're literally saying no to most people. You're just saying, I don't want your business.
2: I want to add on to that. Yeah. One thing that I – well, I'm going to ask you if you think this is a mistake that some people do – In addition to not putting a picture of themselves, sometimes they don't even put their name. And I know that, you know, (laughs) like they, they're trying, maybe you're just a solo practitioner and you want to seem a bit more established or bigger than you are. So they'll say things like, we do this, we do that, but there's like no name. It's like, put your name on there. Make sure that you're known. What do you think?
0: I agree. I think clients will connect better with you. I think that people have the wrong impression that clients want to see like we and all of this stuff. But if you just put out there like, hey, I'm a solo lash artist, I can't wait to do your lashes, like they're going to be way more excited than just like, we specialize in, you know, like, that kind of wording. People want more authenticity, especially now.
2: I love that.
1: Especially when you say we and they show up and there's just you. Well well, no,
2: it's like I know that you know, I know that as the single lash artist you think, oh, who's gonna come to just me? I'm I wanna seem like more important but I wanna say that you're rocking it. And the consumer, the client who's getting her lashes done might be going to you not because she wants to go to a salon. She wants to go to somewhere that, you know, the buck stops with you. She knows that she's going to be able to interact with the person who's making the decisions. Don't second guess yourselves. You're super valuable with your home-based business, your solo practice, just you and yourself. Make sure you put your name, put your picture, and make sure that you explain who you are.
1: Yeah, because I can say this just from experience trying to do podcasts. Like sometimes we'll have someone on and I'll go I'll know their first name because I met them somewhere I never heard their last name I go to their Instagram no name I go to their website no name I look at their email trying to see if their name is fully in the email it's just a flipping
2: first name It's like we do this we do that oh my, oh my gosh
1: I'm like okay I'm going to have this person I have to do this embarrassing thing hi I know your first name what's your last name <laughs> I just feel so lame asking that when I'm about to have them on a podcast I like I should know that but they some people Literally hide at least or it's just not there. It's just it's just not not there. there, So it's crazy. Anyway, so aside from that, anything else that you see people doing that are you know big no nos in the web world?
0: It kind of piggybacks off the name is people customers not knowing how to contact you. There's no Mm -hmm. contact information on your website or all you have is your social media and if Mm. we just we have to think about everybody and not everyone uses social media even in this day and age they don't so you need to have something on there to be able to contact you whether it's a form or an email or a button that goes to your phone i see that so many times i'm like well how do i get in contact with them i'll literally have to like google sometimes (laughs) like to find their email or something. Yeah. And that's just, you know, I'll do the work, but not everyone's going to do the no. work to figure out where you are. If if they can't find you, they're out.
1: Yeah. They'll bounce. I know that for a lot of uh, like our ideal clients, they're older and they're forties, fifties, sixties. social media is not something they do. None of them. So if you want the top tier clients out there that
2: charge the most or uh, pay charge, the
1: most, pay the most, I should say, I promise you, if you're relying on Instagram, you're not getting them. They are not coming. And if
2: you don't have a website, you don't exist. Oh,
1: yeah, totally. So, yeah, you want to make it easy. I mean, it's that call to action, right? You want to have them come to your website and just see that button, boom, click on it, either call you or also you can take it to your booking site, whatever it is. You want to make that easy because, yeah, people, I don't, know the time, I don't know if you know the stat. I mean, how much time do people give a website to get in and out i mean it's not even a minute right it's pretty quick
0: i don't know the exact stat but i know it's like a few seconds yeah. if they're not wooed by you or they don't understand what you're selling or what services you're providing within like 10 seconds they're out
1: yeah they'll it's go to the next one so fast so you if they're looking for lashes they're not gonna be like oh here's a nice page oh so pretty but i don't know how they, they'll just keep looking and digging no they'll just be like oh there's no button there's no number there's no email boom on to the next one because there's probably like. On that, yeah, on Google, there'll be a whole bunch of pages, or if they're looking on Yelp, there'll be tons of salons for them to look at. So you, you're going to miss your chance there. So any exactly. other thoughts that you have on things that people need to do or not do, I should say, on their website?
0: People need to make sure they are regularly updating and checking their website. Mm-hmm. Sometimes pages might break. Sometimes yeah. buttons might be going to the wrong place. You never know. Sometimes when web builder platforms update their systems, it can mess with yours. So you just want to kind of regularly, like every few months or so, just kind of check your website and make sure that it's still, everything is still where it needs to be. And it also allows you to kind of see it again after a few months in a new lens. And you're like, okay, this picture looks ridiculous. Let's add more pictures. Let's put more about me. You'll just kind of start to see things that you want to fix. And so it helps you kind of make your website better and better every single time you do it. You don't need to be checking it every month, but every three months would be suitable, I think.
1: Yeah. Cause again, if you click on a site and there's no link, you're like, oh, this site's dead, right? (laughs) It's not working. Well,
2: once I went on a website, I can't remember where it was, but it was like a informational business. I was looking for information and the link that they sent me to was like, or the box that they had there was like porn. And <laughs> I was like, no, oh, my no. gosh. So I <laughs> e- I emailed them Oops. or I called them right away. I said, you, you might want to check what's going on with your <clears> website. <throat> and they're like, oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> we had no idea. So anyway, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a secret button on our website. If you go f- look for it, it has. A...
2: That's horrible. No, oh, no. Did
1: you stop it? <laughs> it's it's me stripping. No, oh, my no. gosh. No. <laughs> oh my No. No, there's no! nothing out there that doesn't exist. Sorry, sorry. I'm just, I just horrified our whole audience. Like, I think we're a switch podcast. It's time for we go to a new podcast, one where Paul's not <laughs> stripping. Um, sorry, that's sorry. all right. So that's I apologize. Right. <laughs> just as the look of shame is once again in our booth. You guys um, know, you mortified. guys know the look. Yeah, yeah, you know the look. Uh, well, one day when we when we're on YouTube, one day when this is on YouTube, and not just us sitting here in our beautiful little studio virtually with Steven. All right. So anything else? you have any other thoughts or any other issues or things you think people could do differently or fix?
0: I think especially in 2023, the website should be simple, straight to the point. And some people will make the mistake of putting too much information, especially mm-hmm. in the like biography about you. I do agree that you need to have information about you but some people will put everything in the kitchen sink about themselves and most people are not going to read through that so you really just when you're making your about you really want to just make it more about them than you yeah in a way like obviously you're going to say hi my name is steven i've been in the industry for 10 years blah 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 but you should also be gearing the rest of it towards them. Like, how are you going to help them? Why are you doing this? That kind of thing. And still just very short and to the point.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. And are you familiar, by the way, with StoryBrand? Like, I
0: love StoryBrand. Like, I've read that book like 10 times, okay. seriously.
1: Then I'm so excited that you did, actually. <laughs> I love you. Because really, Donald Miller, better than anyone, is, I think, figured out. The whole idea of how to communicate to the consumer on the website. I I think he's influenced every coach influencer I know now has read his stuff because I always start hearing about, oh, it's about a journey, the hero's journey. And by the way, you're not the hero. Um, The client is, (laughs) the
2: observer, the reader.
1: And I just, it changed everything for us, like how we write our copy how we do stuff, we're always thinking about, okay, I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi, the the analogy he used, and I think he used Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars. Like Luke is trying to solve a problem, right? He needs to, you know, he needs to find a princess and defeat the empire and that's his goal, right? And then basically Obi-Wan comes alongside him to say, "Hey, I'm going to help you." Actually, probably half our audience hasn't seen Star Wars, but anyhow, um, Obi Wan Kenobi is the wise sage who comes along, and that's what we are as salon owners, as business owners. We're like, "Hey, I see- lash artists, lash artists. I see you are on a journey to for beauty, right? You want to improve your services, or your looks, or you want to improve your eyes, make your life simpler, whatever it is. And I'm here as your sage to help get you there." When you do that, it's magic, and I think that's for us something that we've learned over the years. It's really helped us communicate better, and I'm so glad that that's something it's in your tool belt because I just think or it's, your wheelhouse. Yeah, You're already thinking about that really, stuff. It's really, really important.
0: Very important.
1: And one other thing I was going to say in regard, Dal Miller, with a lot of times, would say is that people like to be cute or clever, and he says it's best to be clear cute or clever. Let
2: me give you an example of being clever. There is a dog groomer in our neighborhood and on the window it says in really cute print a dog needs no grooming to be beautiful. But it's a dog grooming place. <laughs> and so you're like a Oops. dog doesn't need grooming. I guess I so don't need I don't to go need- to you. <laughs> <laughs> so at first and, and the name is called Iron... Well, should I say it? I don't
1: know.
2: I We, we love it. It's called Iron Maya. So but the name you don't know what it is. What is... Iron it makes Maya. me think of Iron Chef, right? And then, and then there's like the the font, but there's no dog or anything on it. So you're like, what is that? What's Iron Maya? Is yeah. it like, because the dog doesn't need grooming to be beautiful? So anyway, talking about clever, uh, like it's a clever tag, confusing.
1: and yet you confuse their audience. Like, oh, I guess dogs don't go there because they don't need it. I don't know. I mean, I guess with
2: wouldn't it be easier just to say dog grooming? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dog grooming. As Donald, as Donald Miller
0: says, if you confuse, you lose.
1: Yes. <laughs> and that's the point, right? I mean, he's done. I don't know if you've seen him do where he does an audit where he looks at someone's page. And I, I remember looking at one of ours back in the day when I first saw it. And it had a big eye on it, and I realized that people were probably like, "Okay, is it for glasses? Is it for contacts? Is it for mascara?" It wasn't clear what we were selling. He's that simple. He just says, "Look, we do great lashes. We apply eyelash extensions. Something so simple and straightforward. It's not sexy. It's not." lot of fun actually but as soon as someone sees your page oh this person does eyelash extensions like you need we need to treat it that simple right
2: we think that we have to be clever and come up with funny spellings and funny names but if it's not clear then people don't know what it is
1: Mm -hmm. anything else any other little things up your sleeve that you think people should be avoiding or not doing with their websites Even though
0: I said that they make it too busy, there's still a point of them not putting enough information on there and kind of piggybacking again off of making it clear right away. Like we do lashes. Once they get hooked into that, they're going to keep scrolling down. And then if there's nothing there and Mm -hmm. there's not enough information about you or your services or whatever, then they're going to bounce. So I just feel like there should be a line between too busy, but then you still need enough information on there to be able to entice them.
1: Is there a guide for someone when they're thinking about it? Cause you're right. When I was looking at building the last conference website and I followed Don Miller's, he has a book called Marketing Made Simple that really made it really easy to build a website. And he kind of had this wireframe basically what you use to build a website like the when you I put on a piece of paper, you just draw it all out. Like this is what I want the page and so forth. Once I got past the front, I didn't know what to put on after that. It was like, well, I don't know what to start with. I mean, do you have any guides? Like, okay, you should at least put a testimonies or you should put some photos or some descriptions of what pro- what type of lashes you do. Is there a certain kind of uh, ideas that you think are the must haves I have on the website?
0: I feel like everyone's kind of different in what they want to put on there, but the most you want to worry about is just focusing everything on them again just put the benefits at the top that they're going to get put the testimonials and the social proof that you have so they know okay this person is legit put your work up at the top you don't want to make them have to scroll through all about you and all of that you don't need to put the about information on your home page you can have an about on the menu and they can go learn more if they really want to. And you can put it towards the end if you do want to put that on there on the homepage, but you really just want to make everything that you're offering and the benefits that they're going to get like way up at the top, like right away because their attention span isn't long. And if you're not showing what you're doing right away, they're going to go somewhere else.
2: Steven, what do you think about putting real people's uh, real clients testimonies about your work on the website? Should people do it? Just even quotes like Tess was the gentlest hands or my, my lashes looked amazing for my wedding
1: was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I do
0: think they should put them on there. Your testimonial is like a digital word of mouth. Mm -hmm. I had no social media, no website for my hair business. But it's because I built it all word of mouth. So like if someone were in the store and they saw my client's pixie cut, that person was like, oh my gosh, Steven did slay my pixie cut, whatever. But that could be the same thing on a testimonial. Oh my gosh, Steven slayed my pixie cut. And it's right there on your website. Mm-hmm. And if someone's, for example, in the lash world and they can't seem to find anyone that can do mega volume well, but then they land on someone's website that at the top, it says, oh my gosh, Ali slayed laid my mega volume lashes. Like I've never had these lashes before. They're so full, they're so perfect. It's exactly what I wanted that is going to entice a customer more than just a picture of your mega volume lashes, because they yeah. don't know for sure that you didn't take seven hours to do that set just to yeah. take that picture. But if you have a testimonial from a real customer, especially a video testimonial, if you can get them, I mean, it t- all it takes is a quick 10 second video when your mm-hmm. clients in the chair be like, hey, can you just say something really nice for me real yeah. quick? And most of the time they will if you just ask them. Some people don't want to be on camera, but you can let them no, we're not posting this on social media it's just for my website just so people can see that I actually yeah. do give good work yeah. yeah
1: that type of video social proof I would think would be huge what do you think about websites that are like one page that you scroll forever versus one like it's just a page and then you have all the links up above and you jump between pages do you have a preference between the two I don't really
0: have too much of a preference I think A one page is nice in this day and age, but I do think if you're going to do that, you need the links at the top still, but you need to make them what are called anchor links to where when they click on that link, it scrolls down automatically to that section on the page. So that way you don't have to make multiple pages if you don't want to, but you can also put a lot of information on there and still make it easy for them to get to that information without having to scroll through your whole page. Like if they're coming to your website and they don't care about anything but seeing your portfolio and you have a portfolio link at the top that brings them down to the portfolio section or brings them to the portfolio page you want that to be accessible right away so they can go to what they're looking for
1: yeah no i think that's good and i think also having one page i don't know especially on the phone i think people just love the idea of just scrolling reading examining versus having to go up click a button bring up another page. I just think that adds a little bit more complexity where I think people are going to be less likely to jump around versus like you said, if you just have a thing up above that says portfolio and you, you just hit that and it just takes you on the same page. It just seems a little bit more slick, a little cleaner and easier to use. Yeah. And there's this term that people throw around SEO. And I think a lot of people think this is the big black box of the web world that no one understands and no right. one gets. So I thought at least we could try to unpack that a little bit here. What is SEO so people will feel smarter at when they're all at their dinner parties and like, oh, how's your SEO doing today? You know, they at least they don't go, <laughs> um, I feed him every day. He's great. Maybe they'll at least have a better idea how to answer that question.
0: So SEO just means search engine optimization, and that just basically means how you get found on the internet without social media. Mm. So your website will be optimized to be found on Google. And the way that you do that is by having keywords and other terms throughout your website, throughout all of your messaging, that when Google indexes your site, it will search those terms when someone searches that in the search bar. So you really want to make the search engine optimization, like you want to write it how someone would be typing it into Google. Like you said, you don't want it to be flashy or cute. If someone's looking for mega volume lashes, put mega volume lashes, Salt Lake City, Utah, on your website you want to make it easy you want it to be what people are actually searching
2: like natural looking lashes or yeah, natural yeah. lash extensions
0: yes
1: when they say index just so people understand that what happens is google has bots that go around on the web and they organize the web for google so that way when people type in keywords and keywords are just the common words that we all use because that's another big word like what's a keyword keywords is like eyelash extensions are keywords, guess what, for lash artists. Because everyone's going to be like lashes, extensions, eyelash extensions. That's what they're going to be typing in Google. So you need to make sure those keywords, right, are on the website. Because if you don't, then when you get indexed, you may not be put underneath the eyelash extension category, right?
0: Yeah, and that's a good point is that there is a lot of people that are just putting eyelash extensions. So you really want to think about how you could differentiate yourself. For example, if I were to be doing this again and I was making a website for lash extensions, I would put male lash artist in whatever city I'm in because someone might be searching that. I can't tell you how many times people would come into my salon and be like, I want a guy to do my hair. I don't want a girl. You know what I mean? So you really want to be able to differentiate yourself and that can help you stand out among the pack of everyone typing in eyelash extension salon as their search, you know, as their SEO.
1: Yeah and I think just for us like you know like you said earlier you put your city Pasadena for us, Pasadena eyelash extensions. I know that we tried to put it in different ways. We would reword it. So we'd have photos and we would describe the photo. Come to our salon in Pasadena, California for the best eyelash extensions. And then I'd have another photo saying, We do the most amazing lashes in all of Southern California. Or, or whatever. San so,
2: Gabriel Valley. That's yeah. another thing.
1: Yeah. We would try to change the wording based upon so that there were different ways. Now, do you think is that problematic or should you always have the same words or should, can you mix it up?
0: No, I think that's good that you do mix it up, because if you use the same words too often, Google kind of gets mad at that. So if you put it not the same words, but if Mm. you put it in the same way every Mm. single time on every page, Google's going to count that as a duplicate page and they kind of will put you lower in the search. So you kind of want to differentiate every single page and everything like that.
1: Is there a place where people can get guidance about Google, like red flags or things that Google doesn't like? Is is that information public or is that where you have to trust some SEO guy to help you figure that out?
0: No, that's completely searchable. It's just funny. I would search on Google. (laughs) What does Google frown against, or like, what shouldn't I put on my website for Google to not find me? Just kind of Mm -hmm. things like that. Google has it on their website. I'm not sure exactly where it is on their site, but they have a list of all the things that will help you get found and things that will make them mad. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Don't want to piss off Google there. That's a bad idea. Now that we understand a little bit about what SEO is, where are some things that people can do to help improve the SEO on their website?
0: So the best way to get your website more SEO friendly is to make sure it's as fast as possible. Yeah. So if your site loads slow, you're not going to be anywhere near the top of the pages. So it needs to be like an instant load when you go to a website. So some things you can do for that is resizing the images, make them a little bit smaller. I know people love .png because of the transparent background and everything, but use that sparingly because .png are very big files naturally. So if you're using huge .png files all over your page, it's going to slow it down. But if you want to use it for the logo, because a lot of people want the transparent background on the logo so you can Mm -hmm. have it go on different pages if there's different colors or whatever, that's fine but all the other images and especially the header image because that's the biggest one usually i would use .jpg, and you can use a bigger size of .jpg, and it still won't be as bad as using a .png
1: i always thought and i didn't know this until you were saying this so the website does not convert it to some sort of file format that works on the web it's actually keeping that png file the large size file which slows down the loading of the page
0: yeah, and some builders like Pretty Dash will compress the images a little bit but if you're uploading a too big of a file, it will kind of look blurry. So you kind of want to keep it a smaller file and if as dot JPEG, but if you're going to use dot PNG, just make sure it's a smaller file. And okay. it's different for every platform. Some of them will automatically compress them and some won't. Mm-hmm. And if you're using one that doesn't, then your site's going to load slow.
1: Okay. So speed, you want it to load fast. What's some other things that you would do to help improve your SEO?
0: Well, just using the right wording and the messaging and the keywords. So you really want to think about what the questions that your clients are asking and answer those questions on your pages. And you could do that very easily with just a FAQ page, a Mm -hmm. frequently asked questions page, and just write the questions that your clients ask you down in your little notes app or something, and then put that as a back answer on your website. Mm -hmm. And nine times out of ten there's going to be other people searching that same exact thing because your client is asking so there's going to be other clients that are asking that same thing and if you have that answer on your website and someone types that into google you will probably get found more than everyone else because most people are just putting information about them you know their Mm -hmm. services whatever but there's a million lash salons so if you're answering these specific questions that your lash uh clients are asking, and then someone else searches it, they'll find you much easier.
1: Yeah, I remember back in the day, this is like 10, 12 years ago, I would go on and type in questions about lashes because we were I was learning. I just joined Tus in 2011 and I remember asking, Do lashes damage? What does glue do? Da-da-da-da. Asking these questions. And salons would pop up and because they had an mm-hmm. FAQ, and I'd see in their page you know, number one, I find a salon. I, wow, this is really cool. These salons are getting top hits just by answering questions that probably a lot of people are thinking. Now, unfortunately, a lot of these salons were not in my area. So it wasn't like, yeah, I was going to go see them, but still I'm sure it just helps drive traffic and also probably authenticates you as an authority to Google, which means it's just going to rate you higher.
0: Exactly. And the more that you update those questions the more chances you'll get bumped up with Google and that's another thing like if you aren't updating your site and someone else is Google is going to push that person up over you so you mm. that's why it kind of is another reason to keep on updating and checking your site is to update the messaging update the terms And, you know, you'll understand more about that as you're with your clients and you've built your website and you know what they're asking. It's kind of in the back of your mind. Like when someone asks you something, you could go home and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to put that on my website or I'm going to change, you know, my header now because I want to use these words now. And it just kind of helps you in the long run.
2: So what's the time frame that you would recommend that people actually like put in their calendar to do an update something weekly or is this like a monthly thing? What what would you suggest even?
0: If they're just going to update and make sure that the website looks nice and all the links work and everything like every three months. But if you're going to be updating the SEO, I would probably do that every month because there's so many people online and there's millions of people going on every single day, especially new lash artists just graduating from high school they understand websites a lot and they'll definitely be ones that have websites right away. So if they're the ones putting themselves out there, you're going to get pushed to the bottom. So I would update SEO probably every month at least. You don't need to go change every single word on your website, but read through your stuff and just be like, is this searchable? Would someone actually be searching this? Because a lot of the times... We're the professionals, and we don't necessarily think like our clients do. So we'll write things that we think people are searching, but they're not really searching, searching it. you know yeah. So you really just want to make sure that you're updating that often and kind of listening to your clients and the people around you and your peers and stuff and kind of just update everything as you go and you know, really focus on that FAQ page, really, because yeah. that is something that gets found on Google all the time, that people don't think about at all.
1: I mean, another thing I know people can do is if you really want to, and so many people start this and never really do is that, that little micro blog or just a blog where you write a little something every month or every week where you're just providing information about the industry and helping educate your followers, so to speak, that come to your website. But also I think that would help you create that uh, SEO every week, right? Or that new SEO cause you're creating content, new content.
0: Yeah, that was another thing I was going to say is you don't need a blog every single month. But having a blog is so powerful because it's just an evergreen source that can live there forever. So People will be finding that blog five years from now. And a lot of people, you know, when you say you need a blog, they think, oh my gosh, I need to write every single week. And it's like, no, just be intentional about it and write the blog about something really important that clients are asking, Mm. write it. And you can come back in three months and write another blog, but that blog might be found a hundred thousand times because of what you are answering. If it's the right thing.
1: Exactly. Exactly. What's any other SEO tips?
0: I would just say kind of what I said in the beginning, write it like you would search it. A lot of people, you know, when you go on YouTube and stuff, you don't think of that as a search engine, but just kind of when you're Googling, just write how you would be searching on YouTube and how you would be searching on Google. And it can really change things for you.
1: Yeah, no, I think people don't realize that the number two search engine behind Google is YouTube. I mean, people, I do it all the time. I hit a problem like, wonder how, that, how to figure it out if someone's created a video for me to look at to see. So yeah, how you would be found is a great way to think about it and then write it that way. I was going to say one more thing on, on SEO that I've heard, and maybe you can confirm or deny this. <laughs> and that is that when your website and your contact information is not consistent online with other pages like Yelp, Google business, and all that stuff, actually, that can hurt your ranking on Google, too, because now the, your address and your, all your contact information is different. Let us say maybe you, one, you have your house, and one's your old business, and one's your new business, and they're all different, conflicting, and yet you're calling yourself the same name. It, it can, I've been told, at least, that Google will frown on that.
0: Yeah, they definitely do. If you have multiple different businesses, you need to separate them completely and not have the same, you know, obviously you can have your same name, but if you're trying to promote something, I wouldn't have a bunch of different websites that all cater to the same business and have outdated things. You definitely want to make sure it is cohesive and everything that you're putting out there is around the same lines, because when they do search, all of those things might come up at the same time. So you don't want it to be too confusing.
2: So I have to step out, you guys. Um, my client showed up 15 minutes early. So I'll got take wrap this up. With I love Stephen. you, Stephen. You're the best. Oh, uh, thank I love you. For you. Doing this. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Love.
1: All right. Now that we kicked Tuss out, now the guys can talk. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Well, anyway, let's get into the last part, which I want to do is talk about your service and a little bit more details like cost and how does it work? How do people sign up? Because I think, you know, obviously, you know, a thing or two about websites. And I think a lot of people are scared. And I think you're trying to help create a safe place so that websites can be made in a simple way and hopefully a low cost way. So let me know, guys, share a little bit about your service and how it works and all that.
0: Yeah. So what I've created is called Pretty Dashboard and it's a web builder for the beauty industry. And it doesn't stop there. There's a lot of features on Pretty Dashboard, but it's also very simple if you want to keep it like that. But there's features such as built-in marketing funnels. Um, wow. You have built-in email marketing, so you no longer have to use MailChimp or anything. Really? It's all completely integrated it's all into, into
1: it. it. So it's nice. all in it.
0: There is a booking part of it. It's not necessarily for a service provider that Mm -hmm. part of it because it's it's more kind of along the lines of like calendly for like coaching calls and just simple things like that and there's also automations. so if you know what automations are they're basically if then then that so if somebody buys a product or they fill out this form it will automatically put them into a certain email list and you can have them send them a email chain and all that kind of stuff and there's cart abandonment automations and all of that. So it's really just kind of, I wanted to make it more of an all in one. So people don't have to worry about connecting a bunch of different things because that's definitely a pain point for a lot of people is, okay, I just got my web platform, but now I need this email service that costs this. And then now I need this other thing to connect marketing funnels and starts adding up. And, you know, some people are okay with paying all that money, but you got to think about the person that's just getting out of hair school or, or lash class Class and they want to have something to be able to offer their clients right away and it be something affordable and they don't have to worry about learning tech too much. And so I made it very accessible. There's templates that are for salons. There's templates that are for coaches. There's templates for lash artists. So it just really makes it easy if they want to just drag and drop their pictures and text in there. Or like I said, it's a very choose your own adventure kind of web builder where they can completely scrap it and do whatever they want. They're not stuck with that one template that they chose.
1: That's really cool. And is it something that is easy though? I mean, how quick can they put up a website?
0: Well, if they use the template and they don't really change too much of it and they kind of just input their information, I could see someone making it in 24 hours. Like I I couldn't see that being a problem. Now, when you get into getting more intricate with it, adding new pages, adding new sections, there's going to be a learning curve. Every single platform is completely different especially if you're just using this for the first time, there's going to be a learning curve, but that's kind of why I made it simple for, and more niche for just the beauty industry. That way I could make templates that catered to them. And so if they didn't want to get intricate with it and they didn't want to take the time to have to build out a whole site and figure out what to use, there's already that those pages there for you that you can kind of just put your information into and move on.
1: I think this is great because I think like anything, specialization is the key, right? For us, when we did our podcast, started it five years ago, I was like, is there really an audience that wants to listen about lashes? (laughs) It's like, really? Or is that too niche? And we found out we we just last month got almost 120 thousand downloads in one month. I mean, wow. it's like been insane. And so I'm like, yeah, you know what? There is a niche there. There are people who just want to hear about lashes and business. And I, I like with you. I think niching down just beauty, where you get. I mean, maybe you have bigger plans to take over the world and do all businesses. But <laughs> to do um, to start with beauty, I think is a really smart play. And I think that way you can really target where I think there is a huge need in an industry. It's so many people. Are, I think you're terrified or scared or don't think it's important or just don't know where to start. And it sounds like you've kind of taken away a lot of that to make it safe, easy and quick. Uh, so that hopefully yeah. helps. Now back in the day, I remember when I had my first website back in 2006 or seven, whatever it was when none of my listeners are, were born yet probably. But back in those days, websites were really expensive. It was like, you know, I think I spent three, $5,000 for a website is that the type of pricing we're talking about now? Or is this a lot easier you know, or well, how's it work now?
0: So that's kind of a pain I wanted to get away too, is having to hire a web designer and pay them five grand plus, because mm. in this day and age, you don't need to do that. You can absolutely do this yourself. And I just wanted to make it more accessible. Like yeah. you can definitely yeah. do this. So I also made it accessible with the pricing. So the lowest plan I have is. a month. Or if you pay yearly, it's like 30, it comes out to $37 a month. So that's really accessible for someone just getting out of school, but still you get all of the features as any other plan. Each plan just has different amounts of websites. So for example, the second plan is $67 a month paid yearly or $77 a month, but they get three websites and they get 30 funnels 250 store products and 500 email subscribers in that one. So it's wow. a very accessible thing. You could have literally three different websites all under the same roof. Price, yeah. But all separate. Like it doesn't mean that they see all of them each of them could be their own entity so you could have one for your lash you know your solopreneur lash business you could have one for your product business if you are starting one and then you could have one for your podcast so it's it's very nice in that way and it's all in the same area so you don't have to pay for different subscriptions for each website
1: and my, my stripping site remember I'm gonna have that your too. stripping site yeah so <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay I'm glad Tussle's not here Just, punching me again so but No, that's super affordable, and I think it's super reasonable as far as pricing go. Because yeah, this stuff can get really crazy expensive. Now, is there a time frame if they use your tools to build it, and then you know, two months later they they, you know, maybe they change businesses or it doesn't quite work out the way they want? Do they have to do a whole year or is it just month to month? As soon as they're done, they don't pay the website, just comes down and that's it.
0: Yeah, they can pay month to month if they want, or they can just pay upfront yearly. If you're doing month to month in your account dashboard, you can downgrade or upgrade or cancel at any time. So there's really no obligation, but your site won't be lost. So if you downgrade or you cancel, it'll just kind of put it back into a trial mode. And it'll st- all that information will still be there until you decide to... Resubscribe or not, then eventually it's gonna, you know, it's gonna go away, but it'll be there for a while if you decide to, you know, you just need to save some money this month, whatever. Um, it basically will just take your site off live and put it in back into trial mode. And then as soon as you resubscribe, it'll put it live again.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think about the amount of business you'll drive to your business by having a website. Like you're like $47. I promise you, you're gonna get more than $47 of business. From a website, just the naturally being there, you follow some of the SEO tips that Steven talked, or just go online too. you can look up SEO tips there and find guidance on how to help you with stuff. You're going to get so much more traffic and more calls. And all of a sudden, you know what? 647 is going to be like a steal. (laughs) So I think it's uh, it's a good deal.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I can't tell you how many times I'll Google, like, for example, right now I'm looking for apartments mm-hmm. and I Google the apartment and then I go straight to that website button. That's yeah. literally the first thing I click and then I go and look at the reviews. But the first thing I mm-hmm. click is the website button. So if that's not there, I'm like, yeah. ew, I'm not renting here, no. you know? So.
1: Exactly. So where do people find the, your website or what, or this service is it something that's only online or is it, can you do it through their phone, like an app or...
0: So the website is on prettydash.co. Mm-hmm. Um, You can look at it on your phone and you can look at it on your iPad, but if you're going to build it, it needs to be built on a desktop computer, okay. preferably Google Chrome. Safari has definitely been having issues lately with every single website, not just Pretty Dash, but I've noticed it with so many things I use on Safari. It just doesn't, it's just not working anymore for some reason. But yeah, so you can definitely build it on desktop and you can look at it on mobile.
1: Yeah, well, Apple just, you know, had a bad quarter. So uh, <laughs> so maybe they're cutting corners, like, all right guys, cut the safari budget, can't really invest in that. Right now we're losing money. Instead of being billions and trillions of dollars, they're only making, you know, hundreds of millions. I don't know. Oh darn. Yeah, I know. Poor Apple. I feel so bad for them. They're just suffering. <laughs> Tim, poor Tim cook. So what else was there? Oh, okay, cool. Well, I just found out cause we were, talked about this, um, when Tusk took a break and that is, we have a special discount code for you guys so that you can even save more money already. This is a good deal already. This is not, this is really asking for a discount code almost felt bad, but so what is that discount code and what do they get for that? Dis- with that discount code?
0: So the discount code is LashCast. Let's make it easy. <laughs> and they will get 20% off the lifetime of their subscription. Wow. So if they sign up for monthly, they'll get 20% off every single month. And if they sign up for yearly, they'll get 20% off forever. So wow.
1: forever. That's like, like an intro price. That's like, boom, you're, you're saving money for the rest of your life. That's huge, 20% off. I'll have to figure out what that is, and I'll put that in the notes. But that will be in the show notes, too, guys. And the link will be in the show notes, so you can go to the website if you didn't write it down while you're listening in the car right now or something like that. So don't worry. We will get that information to you. And and the other way to do this is come to LashCon, and you can meet Steven himself. And get to take the class from him. It'll be an add on class. We have this thing called lash lab. If you came last year, it'll be on Saturday morning. It's a three hour lab where, and Steven's going to basically say, bring your laptop, right. And people are going to sit down with you and you're going to basically, they're going to sign up and build a website that morning.
0: Yep. Bring your laptop. We'll build a website in three hours. You'll leave with your website. You don't necessarily have to make it live that day, but at least it'll be there and Mm -hmm. you know, ready when you are ready to make it live. Yeah. So I'm most likely going to create some sort of video beforehand to kind of help them get signed into it before we start class. That way we can just get the ball rolling in class. I'm not going to sit there and give too much theory because I really want them to be able to build that site like right then and there
1: that's really exciting but you don't have to wait till the end i mean we'd love to have you there but otherwise you can start today go to link in the show notes and sign up and get that you get 14 days for free i mean i think that's a real good way to test the waters to see if you like it or not and, and like you said, even after that, still, I mean, they can always go offline if they want, if they're not prepared or they secretly decide to change careers and, and do something like stripping. So, um, <laughs> okay. Enough of the stripping jokes, Paul. That's really, the theme today. Yeah, that is. It's Paul's <laughs> strippers, which, you know, never even been to one in my life. So I have no idea what I'm talking about. All right, cool. Um Anything else? Any other tips or any little things you want to share with our amazing audience? I really have enjoyed um, hanging out and talking to you about this. This It's been wonderful.
0: Well, you can do this yourself. You don't need to feel like tech is overwhelming you. You can do this yourself. You have to think about it. You just have to put your best toward it and you can totally do it. You don't need to hire somebody. If you're not using Pretty Dash. there's plenty of other web builder platforms out there that have many tutorials online that can help you build it. And you don't need to overcomplicate it. You don't need to have this crazy intricate website that nobody else has because most of the time it like I said it's on mobile you can't really tell that it's a different website anyway and just put your information out there if, if you don't feel like building an entire website and trying to figure out the structure and everything just use the templates from different web platforms or whatever and just put your information in there and move on but as long as the information is there it's going to help you way more than it wouldn't if 10% more people come to you because of your website you're making more money yeah not everyone's gonna see it but there's going to be more people that will see it especially if you you know take into account seo and everything and you know every time you talk to somebody instead of saying like oh this is my salon name just give them your website name they'll figure out what they want to figure out when they go to your website
1: exactly Great advice. And it's been wonderful to have you on Steven. It's been a joy. Thank you so much for coming and sharing about this. And hopefully people you go check this out, sign up today. And I promise I know Steven well enough that I I haven't, I haven't, I'm going to go check it out myself. I know it's going to be amazing. And I, cause Steven is an amazing person and it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for having me, Paul. And I miss you, Tuscany.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do too. Yeah, Tuss is uh, right now slaving away, taking care of a client. So <laughs> thanks, Steve. Thanks, Paul. All right, guys, that's a wrap. We are done. We are out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Snookums Tusney, as well as our special guest, Steven, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.